Hello, I'm Dr. Jesse L. Grice, founder and uh, senior pastor of Truvine Baptist Church. It's my heart as we welcome you. I welcome you, and I praise God uh, that you will get something from it and bless your life. And in Jesus' name, we love you. The Holy One, bless his holy name. Thank you, praise man and choir. Thank you for blessing us this morning with the words of the Lord in song to lift our spirits. And we thank God that he provides lift and encouragement for our spirits. And as we come before the Lord, before this word of God, let us pray together. Oh, blessed God, thank you for your love, grace, and mercy. Thank you, Father, for you are a keeper. You keep us, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Bless now, O oh God, this thy word and our time together this morning, wherever we might be this morning, we pray, O oh God, that they will touch and they will call on your holy and righteous name. Touch now, O oh God, these thy people and bless them. But Lord, touch this your servant. Think with my mind and speak with my mouth that which you want to say to these thy people in Jesus' name. Now bless us, O oh God, and bless this thy word. And Father, there be one who don't know you that is listening to us this morning. They don't know you as a savior. Draw them by the cords of your love. That one that does know you, but not a member of our body, of this body of Christ, bless them to let them know that they can do that as well. Come and be a part of us. We love you, Father. We thank you in Jesus' name. And all said, amen and amen. What a blessing it is to come on this new day, this first Sunday in October. Thank God for all of those who are worshiping with us uh, on, on, on streaming or live, we thank God for you this morning. And as we, as we get ready to start with this, the word of God, I want to uh, encourage and remind not only the family of God here, but those of you that are surround, uh, around the world who is listening to us. We have a mission to perform, and we have a vision that comes from that mission. And we want to just to remind you of the mission and vision of our church in spite of the pandemic. The mission is what we do. And at every turn, we are extending God's love, even in this streaming service, even on Facebook Live, extending God's love without limits. There are no limits to God. And we is impacting each generation to know and to love Christ. In addition, as we accomplish the mission, we move closer to the vision, which is to build with God's help a 20,000 multiracial congregation along with the Family Life Center and a K-12 Christian school that morphs into a Bible college to teach and to train future champions of the gospel of Jesus Christ for his glory. And we're moving toward that. We put our faith in the Lord Jesus that he will work it out. And we are thankful that he's going to do it not for me, not for us, but for his glory. And we give him the praise, honor, and all the glory in Jesus' name. Now let us get to the word of God that will be coming from Jeremiah 29, verses 11 through 14. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. And God reads this way. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Then you will call upon me 
and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. May the Lord add a rich blessing to the reading, hearing, and the doing of his holy word. We give God thanks in Jesus' name. For a topic this morning, we want to use how God's promises impact our lives. How God's promises impact our lives. As you may have noticed as you were following along with me in verse 14, God says, I will four times. I will be found by you. I will bring you back. I will gather you from where I sent you. I will bring you back. God is an awesome God. His promises never, ever fails. We want to just consider three things this morning in the promises of God. Our future depends upon God. Our hope depends upon prayer. Our peace depends upon Christ. The ideas of hope, peace, and a future seems to be in jeopardy as we live through this horrible time. We and the whole world has been gravely affected by the coronavirus and more than 200,000 deaths are recorded here in America and the number keeps climbing, but God is still in control. He's still working it out. My friends, I want to tell you this morning, adding to that, there are many more, uh, hundreds of thousands that are still sick, not only in America, but around the world. Adding fuel to the fire along with social and political divisiveness, which robs us of our peace and hope and our future. These things alarm and confuse all of us. These things call us to to fall into a a type of despair. These things cause you that know God to begin to doubt God. But I want you to know that don't doubt the Lord. He may not come when you want him to come, but when he does come, he'll be right on time. So I want you to know that God still is in control. And so these things may alarm us, but I'm here, I'm here to tell you this morning that many of us are subsisting on the bread of despair and the light of that hope flickers with the swirling winds of uncertainty that comes in our political situation and even in our own situation. It seems that righteousness has been defeated by unrighteousness, but don't hold on to that because I'll God promises are sure. Our God is still on the throne. Our God will work it out according to his will, not my will, not the governor's will, not the president's will, nobody's will, but God's will. And you as a child of God, us as people of God, ought to hold on to God and continue to trust him and believe that he's going to work it out. So listen, if you don't have Christ in your life, then your future is in doubt. But I want you to know our future depends 
upon God. Listen again to the prophet Jeremiah when he says, for I know the plans I have for you. You see, we might make some plans, but it is God whose plans that will prevail. It is God who's got some plans. The Bible says that the secret things belong unto the Lord. I know we want to know everything, but we're not going to know it, especially when it comes to God. You see, he has a plan not only for Israel, he has a plan for me. He has a plans for you. He's got a plan for America if America is listening. And I want you to know that our God is a righteous God. My friends, he said, not only that, I have a plan for you. And he said, I got plans to prosper you. Some people take it the wrong way and they begin to develop their own kind of uh, gospel that is talk about prosperity. Let me tell you something. Obedience to God is prosperity. Obedience to God will bring about what you need. The the Bible says, God says, I know what you need. I, I've got you. And in the streets, we say, I, I got your back. God got our back, our front, and our rear, and top, and bottom. So don't worry about it. God got it all together. My friends, he not only said, I got plans for you. He said, no, nah, I don't want to harm you. I know we're going through some stuff right now. I know some, some of our family members may have passed away. I know there's sickness all around us. I know there's isolation among us but I'm here to tell you that God says I, I got a plan and it's not to harm you but it's to bless you now, I don't know if you believe but when you believe God God will begin to work it all out I got a plan and I don't want to harm you he's not only says that I got plans I got plans to give you hope and a future some people don't have any hope today man. some people are shooting themselves jumping off buildings why they don't have no hope but I'm here to tell you, no matter how bad it gets, we can call on the Lord. I don't care how dark it gets. Jesus is the light. Somebody ought to say amen. Because he's a righteous God and a mighty God. I, I, he got plans to give us a hope. My hope is in Christ. My hope is not in a job. My hope is not in any money. My hope is not in any possessions. My hope is in the Lord Jesus. If I'm down and out and broke, busted and disgusted, I'm here to tell you I got hope in the Lord if I'm hungry I know that God will feed me if I'm naked I know that he'll put some clothes on me if I'm walking without shoes he puts shoes on my feet I tell you God will meet every need that we have do you have hope and if you have hope you're thinking about a future some people don't have a future today not because I say so it's because they do so they have no hope and no future because they don't believe in the Lord they don't trust in his word. They don't believe that he's a God that can deliver. Israelites went to, Israelites went to, to Babylon. They went there for 70 years and they moaned and groaned and they went through all kinds of pain. But I'm here to tell you that God brought them out. He's true to his word. Not only did he bring them out, but he gave them a hope and a future. And he gave them something else that many of us don't have today. And that's peace in the Lord. Many folk don't have no peace. You may have all the money in the world. You may have all the things that you thought you wanted, but you don't have no peace. Can't even go to sleep at night. You go to sleep for 10 minutes and wake up for four hours. You don't have no peace. But oh, if you trust God, if you believe in that name that's above all names, you'll lay down and sleep better than a baby. You'll wake up in the morning refreshed, knowing that God got it all worked out. Why? Because 
because you got a hope and you got a future and you got peace in Christ. But my friends, our God is plenteous, not only to his people. He's plenteous in mercy. He was right and righteous about sending them into captivity. Why? Because they didn't, be, didn't trust him. They didn't believe in him. They didn't obey him. So God sent them to another place. He said that he, he did not send his people away forever. He spoke through the prophet Jeremiah, a promise of a hope and a future, not just for the Israelites, but for all of us as well. My friends, some of us today, even right now, that God, we feel perhaps in God, it may be true that God is, is, is punishing us for something that we did. Let me tell you about God's punishment. He is not trying to kill us. He wants to bring us back to righteousness. You may be going through some tough time, but I will tell you in our next point, I want you to begin to pray and you call on the Lord. I just want you to begin to lay it down before God. Get before God and say, Lord, don't, don't try to fix it up. Just say, Lord, this is me. I know I've sinned. I know I disobeyed you. But, oh, God, I appeal to your mercy. I appeal to your grace. I know that you're a mighty God. I know that you can heal and bless. So, God, heal me. Strengthen me. Forgive me. I want you to get up and begin to praise him. Somebody said, praise him in the morning. Praise him in the evening. Praise him at supper time. When you don't feel like praising, go ahead and praise him anyhow. Begin to lift up holy hands in the sanctuary. Begin to call on his holy name. I want you to know that something will begin to happen to you. The spirit of a God will, God will come in and begin to move and you begin to sing when you didn't know you could sing. You begin to praise when you didn't know you could praise. You begin to pray when you didn't know how to pray. You begin to worship him when you didn't know how to worship I'm here to tell you that God is a great God and he'll work it out this morning for you can I get a witness praise his holy name God had a plan for his people he has a plan for each one of us his plan can only be realized when you submit to the leading of God when you repent of your sins when you make your mind up to follow him what is your plan for the future all that i want to answer that you don't have one because your plan won't work but god's plan will work does your plan include god if your plan includes god then we're okay our hope secondly depends upon prayer too often times in the body of Christ, we, we're so distant from praying. We, we don't really want to pray. We, we think we got it all together that we don't need to pray. My friend, when Jesus, our Savior, the eve before he went to the cross, he spent the time in prayer. And he began to pray. Now, if the Lord of glory to the Father is praying, what do you think we ought to be doing he was facing something very terrible, even though he knew. That's why he came into the world, to give his life on a cross out on Calvary's hill. For your sin, your sin, my sin, all of our sins. And he was hurting and he was despondent, but he began to call on the Lord. I love what he says. Father, if this cup cannot pass for me, then thy will be done. 
that's giving it all to God, that's trusting him without reservation or hesitation. And of course, God delivered. You see, then you, he says in 12, then you will call. He's talking about the Israelites, but he's also talking about us in America. We're going through a difficult time in America. Not that we haven't had it before. Yes, we've had it before. But right now we're going through a difficult time, compounded by the virus, compounded by unemployment, compounded by all kinds of other things associated with it. We're going through a tough time. But the Bible says, then you will call. When child of God? When person of God? When man of God? Men, women of God? When are you going to call on him? The Bible also says that Jesus says in the Old Testament, he said, call me. We know that's not on the phone. That ain't about TikTok. We're going to call him in prayer. God want to hear from us. He don't want to hear from a machine. We're not machines. We, 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 get, we all wrapped up with social media. That's okay in its place. But when it comes to God, it's just me and you and with God. He said, then you'll call upon me. And you, you'll come and pray to me. Why are we going to wait until things get so bad that we can't hardly open our eyes? Pray. As we began to pray, pray to me. And he says, I will listen to you. I can imagine that the Israelites were praying 70 years over in captivity. I believe that some of them, just in my own mind, they gathered in little groups and began to pray. And then they began to sing, I will praise. And they began to call on the Lord. They're in a pagan world, a pagan country, but they knew the goodness of God. I believe they prayed even though God told them in advance. 70 years is your sentence. And I believe they prayed. My friends, why can't we pray? Why is it so difficult for believers today to pray? I don't mean pray like children pray for Christmas. Gimme, 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 gimme. I'm talking about praying that God, I thank you. God, I love you. God, I come to just talk to you. I just want to let you know, God, that I'm feeling bad, but I, I'm feeling good because I can call on your name. I, I want to thank you for making a way out of nowhere. I want to thank you, dear God, that I woke up uh, and everything was all right in me. I, I just want to thank you that I, I had food on the table and, and I had uh, clothes on my back. I just want to thank you. You see, we ought to come before God and begin to thank him for what he's already done instead of asking him what he might want to do just in our case. No! We ought to give him some glory and praise. Then you will call upon me. Come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You know, that's, that's major. I will listen to you. Oftentimes I hear, well, God don't hear me, so I'm going to ask you to pray. Oh, no, you pray for you. Not that I don't want to pray or will not pray for you, but you pray for you. God want to hear from you. I don't have no magic wand. If I did, I'd use it on me. 
You see, so we come before God. And 13, he said, you will seek me. Listen what God said. Seek means he's diligent, is a diligent search. You, you see, when you begin to search for God, when, when you begin to pray, and it seems like you can't get nothing through, that the words came out of your mouth and fell right on the floor. When you begin to pray and the word went to the ceiling and fell down, you say, God, I got to get through to you. You got to seek him. It looks like it's not going to happen, but God knows what's going to happen. He said, go ahead and call me. You will seek me. Not only that, you will find me. When you seek me, when you diligently search for me with all your heart. Too often we go to God with a long list. I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. We ought to have a short list. I just come to praise you. I just come to worship you. I worship you because of you, because you're God. I praise you for all the things you've done, but I worship you because you gave me life, everlasting life through my Savior, the Lord Jesus. We want to come like that. Listen, note an English Baptist preacher, the late Charles Haddon Spurgeon, said hope itself is like a star, not to be seen in the sunshine of prosperity and only to be discovered in the night of adversity. We got hope right now. Is in the name of Jesus. Yes, it's dark. Yes, it's so dark uh, uh, like in Egypt when when God put the plagues on them. The the dark was so dark that you could just feel it. Yes, it's dark. But God, the Savior, is the light. Not only that, we get to another person who shared. Certainly we are in our night of diversity in America, the night of adversity in our families, the night of adversity in our community. But listen, don't despair, my beloved brethren. Our God has a plan to deliver us. Listen, Archbishop uh, Desmond Tutu, a South African Anglican cleric, he said this, he shares the same thought as Charles Haddon's version about hope. He is quoted as saying, hope is being able to see that there is light Despite all of the darkness, the Bible declared that Jesus Christ, he himself said, I am the light. He prefaced it by, I am the way, the truth, and the light. And then he said, I am the light of men. I am the life as well. We can call on him. We can call and depend upon the promises of God. I can only imagine what the people of Judah And Israel were experiencing as they were led away captive to a foreign land. Their future had been lost and hope had all but disappeared as they trekked with their heads down toward Babylon. If in your darkest moment, we, many of us, many of us have had some dark moments. Some of us may have a dark moment even right now. But I want you to know there is, they're in the midst of despair. There lies a glimmer of hope. It is prayer. It is prayer. If nobody else to listen to you, call on the Lord in prayer. It is prayer. God said to his people and to us, he said, call me and I will listen. Seek me and you will find me. Prayer is the antidote to despair. Any of you despairing today? Any of you going through your moment of darkness, isolation, 
Listen, pray. Prayer is seeking God's heart for our good and his glory. Proverbial writer, I'm sorry, the psalmist said in 18.6, In my distress, I called to the Lord. I cried to my God for help. And from his temple, he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. Our peace depends upon Christ. Lastly, our peace depends upon Christ. Again, in verse 14, I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back from captivity. I will gather you from all the nations and places where I have banished you, declares the Lord, and will bring you back to the place from which I carried you into exile. Our world desperately needs the peace of God. Our country desperately needs the peace of God. And our communities desperately need the peace of God. The Lord Jesus himself says, peace in John, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives it, do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Isaiah comes on and he says in chapter 26, verse 3, you will keep him, listen to what he says. This is awfully encouraging. You will keep him, God is to you, will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. Because what? He trusts in you. My friend, let me put it quite succinctly. Listen, you will, we will keep him. God will keep us in perfect peace. If our minds are stayed on him. Now you wonder how that's going to happen. You see, your mind can be stayed on him. When you're going through, I didn't say you were staying. I said you're going through. Did you get that? You're going through. Your mind is on him. And when your mind is on Christ, sometimes it just causes you to start singing. You may not even be able to sing. God doesn't care. But you'll begin to hum. Thank you, Lord. You, you, something begin to happen to you on the inside that looks better on the outside. Thank you, Lord. And you get to the end of it and say, I just want to thank you. Now, now you see, there's some light begin to trickle in. And th- th- there's a bit of feeling of hope. And, and it looks like I, I, I'm more at peace than ever before. Even though the, the, the trouble is swirling all around me. But I mean, it say that trouble don't last always. Because God is in the midst of it. And he'll work it out. You wonder how you can receive this peace? One way is to receive this peace of God is to prayerfully and diligently seek for him, look for him, search for him, and he will keep you in perfect peace as your mind is stayed on the Lord. So in verse 14, God makes an astonishing declaration to the banished Israelites and to us. He declares that their prayers would be answered 
and he will bring them back, as we talked about earlier. I'll bring you back home. So many of us are away from home. I don't mean our birthplace. I don't mean the place we grew up. I mean home with the Lord. We were divided. He declared that their prayers would be answered, and he'll bring them home from captivity. Many of us need to be brought from the captivity of sin. The captivity of things and philosophies in the world that pulls us away from God instead of bringing us to God. He'll bring us home from our captivity when we come to him in prayer and fess up and our hope and our future looks brighter. But I want you to know this about the Israelites. God always keeps his promises. As proof, on May 14, 1948, more than 72 years ago, Israel was declared a nation by the edict and by the sovereignty of Almighty God. That's the culmination of bringing his people back from captivity. There are some of you today who desire to be brought home from that which has held you captive. Your your hope is fading. Your peace is elusive. And you are not certain of your future. God, in his word, promises hope, peace, and a bright future. If you do not know Christ today, for you that don't know the Lord today, will you come? We're going to have the, 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 on the screen, you can call. You, you may be in Cancun, Mexico. Thank you so much for your attendance and your support of the podcast. We do hope to see you again or hear you again or even talk to me again. And we love you. Thank you so much for tuning in. God bless you.